Hey everyone, this is Chris. You're listening to the Dad Raging Podcast again. Thank you. Uh, I've got Simon and Joel joining me very shortly. Just a reminder that you can contact us at dadregime at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the usual places. Uh, Stay tuned at the end of the episode for a new track from Dora Jackson. You might remember me talking about her before. We'll talk about her a bit later too. And we are getting close to our first ever Dad Regime event on March 16th. There are still a couple of tickets available, so if you're interested, let me know. DadRegime at gmail.com. Let's go. You've got a plan. Yeah, I've got an idea. I'm, I'm gonna run it by because I've been it's been ticking over in my head for a bit. I actually uh, did a little uh, blog about it. Um, I like video games. You know, I like video games. Yeah. But I don't get a lot of time to play many, and as a parent, even less because some of the games I might want to play aren't appropriate for uh, you know my son to see. And I've gotten out of the sort of gamer community you know the new games come along and i don't really know anything about them and then i was like gee there's is there a market is there an audience for uh like parent reviewed video games where um a parent does a bit of research about a new game gameplay footage and then comments on the appropriateness of this game for different age groups you know, based on the content, yeah. based on the microtransactions, based on the community, based on that sort of thing. What do you think? Now, when you say a bit of research, so you mean your whole two-week holidays? So, yeah. Get your well, wife to take your son away for the week. Well, I've got to do it. The parents yeah, want I, it. Well, it. I can't imagine that it would take up more than, I don't know, three or four hours of gameplay a night. I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, I think it's know, a I'm, viable idea for sure. I think there's... I mean, there are probably... Obviously, there's there's channels and options out there from YouTube in terms of gameplay, but probably not yeah, from the and that experience. Taylor, I'm gonna let you finish. Taylor, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> I don't think he actually needs an answer for this. I think he already knows that there is absolutely a, a niche market of parents who are dying to have someone tell them, "Yes, this is okay. No, it's not." Who don't have enough time to go through it, and this is your little way of going. Oh, I'm. Just I checked, researching. I checked, it, I checked it with the boys. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I, I think Joe's right. I think there's definitely. Well, a you, have you heard of um, Apex Legends? Nope. Okay, so it's it's been out for maybe a, a few weeks. Um, it's a Fortnite style of battle royale game, and it's being talked about as the next Fortnite and the next big thing. And I know there'd be a whole bunch of parents out there whose kids are coming home and going. <laughs> I want, can I yeah. play Apex Legends? And parents would have no clue. And mostly we don't have time to find out. Or And, and then there's a whole group of parents who aren't gamers who aren't even going to want to play to find out either. It's different. You know, like a lot of us will watch a movie first to sort of, you know, vet it to see whether it's appropriate or not. A lot of people aren't inclined to want to do that for a video game. They're just going to trust the, the ratings on the thing. And yeah. we know sometimes they're not always accurate or reflect our own you know values and that sort of stuff or the parents see the ratings and 
don't really use that or as a guide either. Yeah, yeah. And especially yeah. when when um, when the kids coming home going, oh, but everyone is playing it. You know, it's an M-rated game, and they're yeah. all ten, and but everyone's playing it. It's not that bad. It's just got it's just got some violence. It's just got gunplay. It's just got, and everyone's playing it. And the easiest answer is just say, oh, go on. Oh, oh, yeah. All right, let's have a look. Go Whereas on. if they had, you know, three and a half minute video, yeah, that really cut it down into size and just said, look, this is what it is, and this is how it looks. And I did wonder though if it would be as effective if at the end of every video it just ended up being. Um, yeah. So, is this new video game appropriate for your child? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think the parents would appreciate it. I don't think kids would like you anymore. No kids. That you know, your YouTube channel would just be bombarded with teenagers going, "What are you doing? You're an asshole. You're just ruining our lives." Yeah. I think it'd be. It'd, there'd definitely be people there who'd, who'd do it. I think the problem. There's not a problem, but there's obviously a lot of parents who would just continue in the same mind frame that they always oh, yeah. are, where they just go, nah, just yeah. let them play it. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see the response you would get based on the fact that you are a very keen gamer mm. as well. And so a, a, a large aspect of your um, opinion would be still positive in terms of... You, yeah. you, you don't come at it from a negative viewpoint, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a good viewpoint yeah. to take it from because a lot of people just go, oh, it's a game. Yeah. Oh, God, what well, it's going to be. A, or it's a, a parent with an anti-game yeah. uh, Agenda, yeah. yeah, something like that. And yeah. that's it. So it's uh, you don't know whether people would then look at it and go, well, this guy just always praises the games. You'd have to just be, mm. well, you'd just be honest, I suppose. This guy's just nigging out on every game. Yeah. Just you like, know what? I sat down the other night because I was like, so what would I actually have to do to produce this and I spent two hours downloading the game working out how you stream the video and record it and how I'd then get it off the PlayStation and onto my laptop and, and I started going off oh, I don't know if it's, if it's worth it like, mm. this is actually like creating content for a video game is actually really hard yeah. and time consuming and so, that's, so I'm kind of like in this I think it's a cool idea. I'm tempted to make one just to go through the process and put it out there and see what happens. I don't know if I've got time to, to produce that sort of content. Uh, I think <clears throat> you're overcomplicating it and parents just literally want to know. <laughs> just just give me a yes or no, Chris. I'll just Can put I it on play- Facebook right now. Yeah. Can my kids play this? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but it is. it would no. be a long... It would probably be quite a drawn-out process. Generally? Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of these games you'd have to play for much longer periods to get a sense of where the game leads. I mean, yeah. obviously, in those sort of battle royale things, it's pretty simple. Yeah, yeah, you but your GTA, an hour and you yeah, end up in a strip club. Yeah, throwing and, money at. and there was how many year, oh. year four kids that I taught that yeah. were playing that Going game and playing GTA. Yeah, because I mean, the complication for most of the games is not actually the content of the game; it's the online. Uh, aspect yeah, exactly. uh, connection and yeah, connecting with people and people not knowing who's who they're talking to and that sort of stuff that's, that's which again I always ask and I don't game at all yeah. like I the last console I had was the original Xbox yeah. and when that died I didn't upgrade so I don't, I, I don't I'm not a part of that world but I'm really interested um, and I always ask my the younger students of, of the high school what sort of you know you play online so you play strangers yeah yeah so do you get all that um, abuse? Oh yeah, they they all, yeah. And, and they they can name the three most common things that get said to them. Yeah. 
um, you know, usually ho- you know, homophobic rants, yeah. um, you know, massive F-bombs and, and some other unique stuff that yeah. is just a online world. And, and they all just sort of laugh about it. Yeah, we, we just sort of laugh and then shut them off. And it's just a common thing. Like, I speak to other adults who call me homophobic names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, homophobic, kill yourself, and there's something else. Like- the, the question with that is, obviously, there is the concern that that then comes into their own life and they start using those because they they become desensitized to it. Yeah, and well, they the all laugh the about it. The kids are laughing about it. Yeah. That doesn't actually mean much to them at all. It becomes kind of gamer language. Now, mm. I don't know whether that makes it okay. It obviously, it doesn't make it okay to be hurling homophobic slurs at people across you know, mm. the internet. But if it doesn't have any weight and the, the kids are laughing it off and it's just something they hear every single night, is it that much of a concern? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Well, good. Well, uh, well, he's, That's he's, what Christmas video should be. Yeah. Is this a concern? Yes. Okay, thanks. I'm, <laughs> well, I've, got a, I've got an ethical curveball for you then. What's okay. the difference between swearing at the referee and swearing at someone across the uh, internet connection? Is it a joke? No. no um, I don't think so. Have you got a punchline? In terms of a just any yeah, like, any you know, situation, like with, sport, yeah, professional, so or players. Uh, all I'm just expressing my frustration with the referee. I actually don't want to kill him. I actually don't want him to die. I'm just telling him to die because I'm frustrated by his call. Um, I don't know. Really, the difference being the fact that someone's put their hand up to do that particular job and is integral to the actual playing. Of that sport, if you haven't got a referee, then you can't continue. The game can't play. Yeah, it's it doesn't make it acceptable for anybody to be to be talking like that. Um, but I I'm just intrigued as you are. You know, you're asking the kids, what are you hearing? What kind of things? I'm intrigued as to what level of worry they have about that. And they obviously don't. They're laughing about it. So no, but like, it well, becomes part of their mm. dialogue. That's yeah. the issue. It's like mm. the whole. It, I think we've. I feel like we've actually moved on. Even just in the last year, from "gay" as a as a real catchphrase for kids to say, yeah, because uh, I'm not hearing it as much in school mm. as I was a year ago, two years ago, no. and that was a thing. That was a YouTube uh, online thing that everyone said, um, and that's been hammered. There's been a lot a lot of response to that um, by schools, by parents, and and that's changed. And that's why why I said absolutely yes. Mm. Yeah, they laugh it off. It's, it's, it's not cool no. for a kid to have an adult somewhere else in the world screaming at them abuse like they're swearing they, you know, it, they get it they get that it's nothing but it's not cool in my eyes that's totally you can't have your kid speaking to some random person who's abusing them yeah from a mental <clears throat> viewpoint as well in terms of what that's actually doing to them mentally long term and it might not do anything. I just think it's not okay. Like no. the, the kids might be totally fine. So for me, I guess that the the real response to your question is, I don't care whether it affects the kids or not. I don't think it's, it's okay. Not, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's. And I, I think that that's going right back to the initial question, in terms of this uh, format that you're considering in terms of these videos. That's that's a bit of a challenge because, as you said, with a lot of parents, it's not particularly the game that no. is the concern. It's the online gameplay. No. Yeah. And the connectivity that they have, um, and that's just that's the way all games are going to be from this point forward. What a shame! It is a shame. I like my old single player game. Yeah. Offline. Yeah. In my. Pants. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> this is on my Sorry. Own. <laughs> 
I, my, my mind went somewhere different there. That's how you like to imagine him, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's how I'd like to imagine him recording the videos for the parents. <laughs> I'm just here in my pants. But you know what uh, this game's all about. Do it. Do it? Do it and see the response. Do it. All right. Oh, Let's see, people listening, what do they, you know, they think? Feedback. People Let's really get some feedback and, need it. And see what people think. All right. Get some advice. All right. Stay tuned. Alright, you ready? Yeah, yeah, go. On. This is happening. Yeah, okay, go. Um, so, scenario. You, um, someone asks you, or you're telling a story and then you, uh, the name of the band or the name or of anything doesn't come into your head. Just like that. I'm doing lots of, <laughs> lots of hand movements here, people. Are lots you, of, uh, are you uh, acting gest- this out right now as well? Gesticulation. You go to think of something or you're halfway through telling a story and you just can't think of the name of a person yeah. or, or a thing. And you stop the story because you, uh, and then you ask people questions and they're like, you're telling the story. (laughs) (laughs) And you just can't think of this name. The more you think about it, the more you come up with these blanks. And eventually you either remember it or you just go, oh, it's not important. Or someone just stops you and says, look, can we just finish (laughs) the story? I've got to go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And you get on with it. That night, the next day, you're sitting on the toilet, bam, the name comes into your head. And now because we have technology, you text that person and really proud of yourself that you remembered. Or in the moment, you'll get your phone out and and sort it out. What's happening there? And the reason I want to talk about this is because it's a very powerful thing that's happening. You're actually forming a pathway in your brain that has a dead end. So you're trying to seek a name. You've got your, your data in there somewhere. And you're trying to access that data and the pathway that you've chose to get to that is incorrect. And so when you think of it again, your brain naturally does the same thing that it just did. So it goes down that pathway and it gets to that dead end. You go, ah, shit. And then you're so desperate to have this that you go straight back down. Your brain goes straight down that same pathway, hits the dead end. And each time the pathway gets wider, it gets stronger. And your brain then chooses it each time you have this idea in your head. As in, like, you convince yourself the person's name begins with J, and then all you can think is J names. Yeah, well, that could be it, or it's whatever it is that you've stopped on, that's where it goes. So it just goes to the same thing and strengthens. You're actually strengthening the part that can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) So this is an actual thing that happens, right? Dr. Carl suggests, as quickly as you can, stop. So the quicker you actually stop trying to think of the thing that you can't think of, you're going to deaden that pathway... Right and you're going to allow your brain to get away from it, whatever the responses are or the triggers are, to, to actually go down, to stop going down the dead-end pathway. If And then, hence, uh, the next night or the next day or whatever, you're on the toilet and bam, the right pathway just comes into your brain and, and off you go. So this is a cool thing. This is how yeah. our, our brain works, right? It works the same for behavior. It works the same for emotional responses. So at school, I'm, I'm seeing uh, the senior kids and I'm seeing heaps of stress already. The new ATAR system's coming in. Yeah. There's parents. Who are, like, there's a lot of stress around the senior years mm. anyway. And now we've got this new system. So there's just lots of pressure on these 16-year-olds to, to do well and to do well from the get-go. Like we're here, we hit the ground rolling. And so I was looking at, 
at the kids' responses, and, and I was trying to think about how I can talk to them to help them just get around that literal thought process that they're having. Because I just thought, if every time they think about year 11, they're thinking, I feel overwhelmed, or I've got to do well, and it's all negative connotations, they're building a little pathway there. You see where I'm headed with this? Yeah. Yeah. And so each time they feel pressure from school, they go down that pathway of, man, I feel overwhelmed. What's going to happen in a week's time, in a term, in that overwhelming feeling is just going to balloon. Now, this is not science. This is just me using that little idea that I've heard about and applying that to emotional responses, thinking, uh, I reckon it's the same idea. The quicker that you can shut off your stress response, Mm. or even if you can identify the language that you're having, man, I feel overwhelmed, or I've got to do well, whatever the, the language is that's putting that pressure on, the sooner you can identify that and then hear yourself saying it and then intervene, the quicker you can snip off that particular pathway and I guess what you'd have to do then is replace it with a positive. So, you know, find some language of, you know, it's positive, that, positive yeah. self-talk. And you guys know it's that I can't do maths first. Yeah. Maths is very challenging. Yeah. I'm going to try my best. Yeah, that's so the same stuff. When I was younger, I was a trivia master. Like I was the guy that everyone wanted on their team at trivia nights because I would just smash it and all cat. Like I just had memory like but for anything, song lyrics, geography, you know, anything. Now I'm useless. <laughs> Is that because all those pathways are dead or have I just gotten old? It's called synaptic pruning. <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> I know shit. <laughs> it's called that synaptic pruning, uh, pruning and it is your brain saying when, the, when things aren't in use. It's like the, when the computer does a, a clean-up. Hey, yeah. you haven't used this file for yeah. ages, let's get rid of it. It literally uh, cuts those pathways off and so they're gone. Sorry, Chris. Oh, it's funny. I still remember the song lyrics. Just nothing of any use. No, no, no. Song lyric quiz. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you think I've I've thought about that a lot over the last few years, especially when you talk to people of older generations. Now, obviously, as people get older, that's going to happen more often than the pruning. Is that the right word? Um, and you can see that in obviously older people. You know, the older the people get, the more information they appear to lose or forget or but even within that i find that older generations retain a lot of information because they had to Mm. like i understand where you're coming from but i've also questioned over the last couple of years do we not know so much because we don't need to we just rely Mm. on everything that we've got in our hands we've just got our phone in our hands and just Mm. go yeah how often do you go to your phone when you can't think of something a person's name or a place you know and we talked about it a lot and I always used uh, my wife's grandparents as an example amazing couple well into their 80s and 90s and could tell you the name of the street Mm. they stayed on in 1964 when they Mm. went over to Wales and they're talking to me about Wales oh we stayed with so and so on so and so street I'm like I can't I don't even know what town they're talking about (laughs) or the person and it, it used to blow my mind, the, the ability, even, you know, and at that age, you, it does surprise you as well, because you think, well, it's something you probably should have forgotten by now. And yet I can't tell you the name of the road that I have to drive on before <laughs> I turn onto my street. <laughs> and it, I just don't know whether that's a, a, a natural cause of the life we live with, the, the amount of information we've just got at our fingertips. It's mm. just so much easier to just go, I don't, I don't need to know it. I don't need to remember... 
things like I don't need to remember how to drive to that person's house. Mm. I'll just message them and ask them what their address is, even though they've done it. They've told me. I reckon the last. I think about that. I reckon the last three times I've been to your house. (laughs) I'm like, I reckon I could make it. Nah, I'll just I'll just Google search it and then I go through my phone and go I can't remember the last time I'll I just text prison. Joel <laughs> except he's not near his phone <laughs> or oh, the reception's so bad at Joel's place that yeah, I can he's text not going to get the message anyway. next week and he goes back to work it's like, okay. <laughs> but even the same with yourself you know you just I think you just become used to just going oh, I'll just rely on something else hey can you say Wales with a more Welsh accent though was it really Welsh Wales Wales that's better. That's Thank better. you. Sorry. I just feel sorry for your family that probably feel disappointed in you. <laughs> no, I feel sorry for my family all the time, to be honest. Just kidding, family. Yeah, I, but it, it is interesting to have that. And, you know, we've talked a lot about that in work over the last couple of years, that mm. sort of growth mindset mm. um, idea of turning, trying to turn those negatives into positives. Um, and I think it, it is a good idea, but I also think it's, it, to me, it's, it is a very personal thing. And, I, I, you know, I... I get where you're coming from with the Dr. Carl thing talking about um, you know in the middle of a conversation you're like oh what's that band called you know they sang that song um, and you can't get it and he's saying shut that off immediately and it'll come to you again now, I don't know if I can do that in my mm. own head I'm, I, when you said that to me I was like nah no way I, I don't think I can stop in my head and literally draw myself down a different that's path that's because you have a fixed mindset I've got a fi- I have got a fixed mindset I'm also fixed on the fact I want to remember what they were called and I, I'm not sure I could just completely switch off. If you would only trust me. <laughs> I, I, think, I trust you wholeheartedly. You know, I just don't trust I myself. Thought we were, the problem. I thought we were deeper in our relationship <laughs> than this. And I'm disappointed. I think I can actually keep going with this because I've been doing this write every day challenge. Yeah. And I'm trying to write uh, like a, a, a blog post or something every day for... Uh, a month that's yeah, initially and then you know if I get there I'll see what happens after that and I'm posting some things on the Facebook page some things on the the, the website like it just depends on the content content yeah. and that sort of thing and or, or time you know how much time I've got to do stuff or whatever um, but the reason why I'm kind of doing it is because I'm working four days a week this year and it's uh, I tell everyone who asks that it's it's a very selfish decision yeah, like I'm, I'm selfishly creating time for myself because I'm not interested in promotion and stuff like that. So if I'm going to stay in education, I'm going to take care of myself and make sure my batteries are charged yep. and, and you know, spend some time doing other things. But I'm really conscious of not wasting that day. And I'm the type of person who could very easily get into bad habits and waste the day. Yeah. What, like play video games? With a purpose. <laughs> purpose is not a waste. But you're right. I like I. I I'm could, not playing, Joel. Yeah, I'm researching. I could very easily waste, you know, hours mm-hmm. just sitting around the house doing doing nothing because I've got nothing to do, and I don't want to do that. I want to use that the, the time. So this write every day is sort of my way of trying to be productive and trying to be creative every day to create a habit, so that on the Fridays when I've got more time. I'm trying to trigger that creativity in a in a bigger way. Yeah. Trying to create a new pathway for creativity. So it's not, okay, now I have to sit down and do something because it's Friday. It's, oh, now I've got time to really spend, you know, to really be creative, to really do something new on that yeah. extra day. How do you go about it? Because without blowing smoke, 
wherever you want me to blow smoke. Um, your to me, your blogs are always um, interesting and oh, fresh is not the word I'm looking for, but there's a different viewpoint on stuff, and they always make a really, really good point. I always feel like I read your blogs and I like nod my head when I finish. I'm like, yeah, 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 <laughs> awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, but. Like, where does it come from? Like, and that is probably a very difficult question to answer, maybe, but the imagination of all the different topics you could possibly speak of. Uh, I steal all the best ideas that I can find. <laughs> <laughs> As all great artists do. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the truth. Like, I'll um, listen to stuff and read stuff, and sometimes something will stick with me, and I won't write about it the next day, but I'll think about that idea or that thing for weeks sometimes but to, uh, to start this write every day thing I made a list of stuff I just brainstormed a whole bunch of stuff so that I'd have something to go back to each day when if I was stuck yeah and there's been some days where I've been stuck and I've had a couple of people give me challenges so there's a couple of blogs that are deliberately um, like one of them uh, was you have to write about Steven Seagal was it Steven Seagal um I can't remember what the words were. So they gave you like just a list yeah, of words. Three, three words. Three words. I had to had to fit in, and it had to be in context. And uh, yeah, you know, so like I've had a few people give me things to write about yeah. just to just to keep me going. But for the most part, it's just something that I've thought about for a yeah. long time. Sometimes I'm writing specifically to someone. You know, like it is it is a personal message to someone. Yeah. Um, and usually I'll let them know that I, hey, I'm I'm doing this. Sometimes it's just general, and sometimes I write stuff and I go, I don't know if anyone's going to get anything that I'm writing about because I like I don't consider myself a great writer. I don't even really consider myself a writer hmm. at all. It's the easiest and most accessible way for me to be creative and do something. Yeah, in that field. Yeah, it's just it, it is again talking about the creativity and you know Joel and I sort of similar. Joel's obviously got your art. And again, that's something else where those ideas have to come from scratch in a lot of situations. And I suppose, same as Chris is sort of saying, I suppose you take influence from things you see and things around you. And, and from myself and yourself, I suppose, Joel, you know, songwriting. You know, we talked a little bit about that today when mm. we were at work about songwriting. And I just find it very hard sometimes, I, even with, with the ideas. I, I sometimes have a heap of ideas in my head that I know. In the last six months, I've got four or five topics at least that I know I want to write a song about, and yet it's an absolute drain mm. to try and get myself to sit down and and get the ideas out mm. into my head in a format and a, a poetic style, if you will, that I'm remotely yeah. proud or happy with. Yeah, and like there's, for every blog that I've posted, there'd be another one that I just either didn't finish or mm. I just thought, I, I don't want to you know i don't want to publish that it's a message that i'm not sure i want to own yet or you know like i said there's a whole bunch of stuff seth godin who's the guy uh i don't know if you know seth godin he's like a he's really a marketing guru but um he's written quite a few books and he follows uh, us doesn't he yeah 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 big fan um he talks about uh, like there is no writer's block. There's no such thing as writer's block. You just you just have to do the work, and the work isn't always good, and the work might always be something that you're proud of, 
but you just have to do the work. I did. Did you repost one of his things, or did I, you just quote him? I quoted a bit of his and added mine. Because I agree it. with that. I say that all the time yeah. in classrooms. There is no such thing as writer's block. You're actually just stopping yourself right yeah. now from writing. Yeah. Write a bad sentence because that yeah. will actually lead on to a good yeah. sentence. <laughs> and, and again, we've talked about it with music. I know when we've just sat down in the past, and I think it was someone along the lines of Bruno Mars that you quoted and saying, yeah. "I'm not trying to change the world." You know, and sometimes it's okay to write a song that isn't just this amazing message about the way the world is right yeah, now. You can use the word baby like. in a song if yeah. it feels good. <laughs> you know? <Maybe. laughs> but that's actually the hardest thing I have when I'm doing this writing every day is that I want to write something that is at least meaningful to someone. And you get stuck in trying to do something meaningful rather than just yeah. just produce something. And so some of the stuff I've done is just quick and it's short and it's an idea and it's bang and there it is. And then other things I've thought about for ages and it's the, the post has actually grown over a week because I started a week ago and I've thought about it and come back to it and, and whatever. But um, I'm about halfway through the, the month. Or a good month. No, what is, what's the date? 20, nah, 20, 20, 20 the end. 20 yeah, first. so I'm two thirds of the way through. Yeah, another yeah. week. Good luck. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Joe, what's on your playlist? Uh, do you know, um, Go F Yourself by Two Feet. <laughs> oh, I I'm just asking, pal. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I've heard it before and I just heard it again today and quickly shazammed it. It's, I love it. And I am reading a book called The Book of Daniel, um, which is about Daniel Johns from Silverchair, wow. who I've loved since I was 15, and he was 15, because we're the same age. Oh, I know. Do yeah. you know each other? Yeah. Well, I know him really well. <laughs> He's had, like, lots of issues and medical stuff, hasn't he? He's got yeah. Crohn's disease or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he had anorexia. He yeah. went um, into rheumatoid arthritis. Because that's what sort of ended the career, wasn't it? It was the arthritis. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty much just his... It was very uh, psychosomatic, very yeah, right, okay. mental, mentally yeah. driven hmm. by um, all of the emotional stuff. But yeah, yeah. anyway, have is a read. It, so it's, a, it's not by him? No. Is it not autobiography? It's no. a biography by somebody, obviously by somebody else. That's what a biography is. <laughs> <laughs> I forget the name. Um, For but my what's on my players, I've been reading the, I've been reading the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really good because it, um, it positions them... In a, in, uh, musically, industry-wise, in Australia, which I didn't, I didn't realise where Australia was in terms of their rock music. I don't know what to do with my hands. Sorry, you can't see this, but my hands are going everywhere again. Um, yeah, positions them really. It, it talks about why they were so ridiculously successful with that one song yeah. when they first came out because of what was or what wasn't happening in Australia at the time. They actually were really lucky in who managed them in the exact moment that it, like everything just fell together to make this so I think it happens for most pretty people incredible. That way. Sometimes it's just is it zeitgeist they call it? The zeitgeist. Of the moment. Serendipity. Yeah, we just about serendipity right time, right time, right place and everything just falls into place and everyone just goes, that was perfect for the moment. Mm. So it talks about that. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Simon? Um, I've recently watched a documentary on Netflix, which I would recommend to every single human being to watch because it blew me away in terms of um, unbelievability. Is that a word? Uh-huh. Credibility. Uh, it's called Fire. 
uh, the party that never happened. Um, I won't go too much into it for the listeners. It's based around the idea of a music festival, an elite music festival. Oh, the luxury one. Yeah, Yeah. which was created by uh, this American businessman in collaboration with Ja Rule, the American rapper, um, whereby they sold thousands of tickets to an amazing music festival um, on this beautiful Bahaman, Bahamanian, mm, Bahamanian island, uh, once owned by Pablo Escobar, apparently. And there was going to be models there, and Instagram models, and there were going to be rock stars and musicians, and there was going to be... Luxury accommodation. You're going to be able to stay on a yacht, um, and you could buy tickets for all these different things. And they just didn't have a plan of how it was going to work, or the funds funds. in which to actually create it. And the whole thing just slowly but surely comes crumbling down. Um, Sorry, listeners. Yeah, but that's that's what I was going to say, which sounds like it would spoil it, but it doesn't. Because I I knew about the festival, it only happened a couple of years ago, and I remember reading about it on lots of different music websites and and just hearing the rumours of what had happened to the the businessman who started it and and what all the ways it fell apart. And it had recently come back into the news because of the court case had settled hadn't it yes there was yeah. some in within the last couple of years and so i think i don't know whether because the court case settled netflix and i think a couple of other streaming services stan i think made their own one as well yeah. because the court case settled it was like okay now we can yeah um show this but they've got this amazing footage of the build-up to the festival the plans for the festival they've got great instagram and facebook footage from people who turned up to the festival and there wasn't a festival um, and as I said, although it seems like you just go, there was meant to be a festival and it all fell apart, watch it. Because I can't express enough how brilliantly it falls apart. No, and I have to agree that there's no spoiler in knowing that the event doesn't happen. No. Because you cannot write, you cannot script the ridiculousness of how it unfolds. No, and every, I think every five minutes that you get further into the documentary, you just find yourself cringing further back in your seat going oh my where are they going next for this stop 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 listen to the advice you've been given i was amazed at how honest and forthcoming all those people were too like that guys that that you must be breaking some kind of um you know like knowing that there there was a lawsuit and stuff going on i I couldn't believe how forthright um they were in in talking about all the stuff that happened watch it to me it was good sandy sandy was actually watching it next to me with earphones on uh, yeah. last week and she was doing she goes oh, there was lots of oh you're kidding like, yeah, yeah. so I'm sitting there like not knowing what's going Missing on and just tell. hearing like Missing literally that. every five minutes oh, I can't believe that oh my god yeah um, so your long brothers. time listeners of the podcast might remember I think it was last year I'm sure it was last year um, I talked about seeing a young artist at the Imperial Hotel, Dora Jackson. Yes. And she was kind enough to share a track with us that we played on the podcast then. Um, well, Dora has um, just released her first single. It's called Away. Um, and if my editing skills are any good, you'll just start to hear it about now. And she's um, in. She's part of Triple J's Unearthed. I'll put the link um somewhere in show notes uh, support a local artist she's really good I love this track see you next time
So why so 